Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. Welcome back to Marriage and Real Estate. Hey, episode eight. Episode eight. All right, we're getting good at this thing. Ooh. So the title of this episode is Mixing Business with Pleasure. Yeah. And I'm excited about this episode. Are you excited? I'm a little nervous about this episode, but... Well, we can't be a marriage podcast without talking about mixing business with pleasure. All right, let's get it. All right, so this week we want to talk about a couple of different things that that we consider um, when we're operating our business and also being a married couple. And let's just call them lessons that we're learning. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that. That works. Lessons we're learning. We're learning a few lessons. So the first lesson we want to talk about is how do you maintain intimacy and passion while being business partners? Hmm. So for me, intimacy and passion is extremely important to me. Right. <laughs> it actually, one of Aisha's wedding vows was uh, physically, physically, and physically and physically. You'll never let me forget it. Nope. So she was like, I'm going to be there for you. Physically and physically. Understand that was a typo. <laughs> I wrote my vows on the way to the venue, and uh, I obviously did not proofread. You will be held accountable for every single word, physically uh, and physically. I'm telling the therapist, but I don't proceed. care. <laughs> anyway, so um, one of the ways that that we try to make sure that we have our our marriage right as well as our business right is to make space for each other um which we're we're working on that we're obviously not perfect so it's it's definitely a daily struggle especially recording podcasts on friday night and my wife is looking at me like man i'm going to sleep and i'm like hey look podcast then me and you time and she like Nah. Either or, right? Like <laughs> podcast or me, you time. So you know I love you guys because I'm choosing the podcast. Wow. Self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice right there. Um, so as a woman, and you know, I've talked to other women about this too. Um, for us, we need harmony to to be intimate. Like we're better with intimacy when our relationship is harmonious. And as business partners, sometimes that's challenging because you'll go through things. And I'll be honest, we don't have it figured out and we're figuring it out um, right now, but we know the right thing to say. Um, and I think it's kind of figuring out what that looks like in practice. So if anybody does that really well as business partners, um, let us know. Come on the podcast. Okay, uh, you can be featured. You'll be the first <laughs> featured guest on the podcast. Um, but we also understand how important it is because um, if we only waited for harmony in order for us to be intimate, which would be my preference, then God, would there ever be any intimacy? Because it's ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. Um, and that can't be, that. that's not sustainable. Nah, and I mean, you can't let the woes of life or your business or or the day stop you from spending time with your partner so you know you she's gotta be physically physically, <laughs> physically she's a work in progress guys she's a work in progress all right we're gonna let you live though so uh, how do we make time despite the business um 
I think having a cutoff because it's easy for us to talk about the business all the time. Yeah. Um, and there has to be sacred space where that's not the case, um, which can be hard when you're new in business because everything is everything is business. Yeah. Everything business is, is life. Yeah. Or when when you you live off of your business, you know what I mean. It supports your life. Um, it can very easily take over your life. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing. What's the saying? Nothing. Uh, nothing ruins intimacy like throwing a bill in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's try that. So, um, so, making time for each other, I feel like is important, and you know, making time for each other intimately and being intentional about that is important. But also making time just to be with one another. Um, that isn't business related, like find something else to talk about. And sometimes for us, that's really hard because we enjoy our business. We do. We like what we do. And so, you know, we could talk about it all the time. And that doesn't mean it doesn't come with its own stresses, right? Like real estate is a crazy, crazy game. So, you know, there could be days where it's like, what's that up? That means this entrepreneur life is like... One day you make, you know, $500 and you're like, oh, man, I'm killing it. And the next day you make no dollars. You're like, I'm quitting. I'm going to get a job. And <laughs> the third day you make $200. You're like, I'm back in the game. Right. So, I mean, yeah. It can be it can be tumultuous. But making time for each other uh, despite the business is, is... It's key. So, cut off time for sure. I guess the lesson learned from, from maintaining intimacy and passion is to... Uh, Focus on your marriage uh, and and make sure you carve out that space to be married and partners. And then how do you make time for each other is to have a cutoff time for your business. So everything can't be business. Mm -hmm. It has to be a combination of, you know, work and play. And you got to make space. Um, I heard Fern Dawkins, she said a, a really good thing on an old podcast she did with Tristan Sutton. What she was talking about, she saves her Friday nights for fun and her Sunday nights for church and family. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool because she makes sure that throughout, you know, the last several years of her life, including, you know, even before she was married, she had those times reserved for her and her family or her spouse. Uh, and that's important. And I think we can do a better job at that, mm -hmm. at, at setting those hard hours. Um, I think especially now, everything, it's been, I mean, since we left our jobs, it's been like constant. We've been busier than we've ever been before. Mm -hmm. And finding that balance and, and finding that time to say, okay, look, you know, I we probably did a good job of that. Yesterday for the 4th, we were like, all right, we're not doing nothing. And we came home at 8 o'clock. We spent some good time with some good friends and we came home and we just crashed out. Yeah. So that was good. So, I mean, having that dedicated time to just stop everything and rest and recharge is important. And we're getting better at it every day, every week, uh, every episode. So. <laughs> true, true. Um, being intentional about spending as much time as you spend in your business, um, in your marriage, because that's important, too. And you don't want to lose your marriage working on your business or because of your business. Right? No, true. So... How do we function as not just a married couple, but also parents and business owners? 
just trying to make it, man. <laughs> One day at a time. We're just out here trying to make it. So. No, we literally just put a baby to sleep for like two hours. I tried for the first hour. She tried for the second hour. She was more successful than I was. We'll just we'll just chalk that up to time. She after <laughs> two hours, she just couldn't really handle it. Yeah. Um, creating space. Um, for, I mean that's hard. That's a hard one. Yo, yeah. I mean, being a parent can sometimes feel like um, it's a lot, and um, balancing your children, which is a very high priority with your business, which is a high priority because it keeps everybody's, you know. I mean, it pays the bills. It pays the bills. And then the marriage because, I mean. If you don't have the marriage. And I guess if if I was to put it all in categories, right, and, and this is always a balancing act, I'd say we have to have the marriage because that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And when all this else goes away, when the kids grow up, when the business you know, goes away or whatever, we're still husband and wife. Oh, who taught you that? You did. I did. And, you know, being parents is a forever job. So that's extremely important. But also supporting the family is a huge job. So it's a it's a juggling act between the three. And sometimes you're you're not as good as a parent as you want to be because you're you're being an active business owner and maybe sometimes I'm not as patient of a husband as I should be because I really want to get something done in the business or maybe sometimes I got to take a day off in the business so I can go on a field trip and that's a thing too I think it'll always be a juggling act Mm -hmm. um and as long as we can just keep forward moving forward one foot in front of the other um you know, with God's grace, we'll always be all right. So. And it is a, a balancing act. Um, and sometimes it's too heavy on on one in one area and not enough in another area. And just being cognizant of balancing those things. I have family members who have kids in basketball, football, dance, uh, painting, swimming. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. And they complain about how busy their lives are and how they're surrounded by their children, you know, by their children's activities, their calendar is filled with their children's activities. And while I think it's admirable that, um, children are involved in things, they don't have to be involved in everything. And I think I read a blog post that talked about, you know, families having off time or off seasons and giving children saying like, okay, I know you love all of these sports, but how about you try one this season? And if you want to do another, and maybe it was from one of the ladies in the junior league that explained this to me, it was either blog or one of the ladies from the junior league. But, you know, she talked about like not putting your children in everything. Um, I met a couple that I really did admire who had twin boys. And I mean, they gave those boys the world and their lives were surrounded. I mean, they were engulfed in work and the boys. And then the boys went off to college and he looked up, they both looked up at one another and they didn't know each other, what the other person liked what they did for fun because everything they did was surrounding their jobs and their children. Um, Even when it came to to outings, it was the children and the job or, you know, we have a gala to go to, but that's the job. You know what I mean? It wasn't about each other. And I... You got away from the marriage part. Yeah. And it's easy to do that, especially when you have children because you want to 
give them lots of experiences and lots of opportunities and a lot of times um, all that we have and it comes at the expense of our marriage or we stay complacent in the jobs that we in and we don't follow our own dreams because we're trying to help our children just hold live it their all dreams. together yeah yeah um so again just another balancing act right a balancing act and i think we have parent. to we have to even find more balance in that because you know we've been probably a little bit activity light for the last couple of years you know i remember kayla used to do dance and ballet every saturday morning for like four hours i'd be a dance and ballet and then you know we got married and our life got more complicated and we had austin and it's been kind of a, a running fest for the last couple of years so now going into the fall um i know we're kicking back up sports austin's gonna start dance or ballet or whatever and then kayla's gonna start something so we have to find that balance again to go now we have to reset now we're a family who does the sports and the business and we have events Mm -hmm. and we have you know uh things that that we host so um that's true no that's true and i mean that just goes to show um our audience like we ain't perfect like we've been heavy on business we've been so heavy on business that we haven't we feel like we haven't given the children the enough extracurricular kind of i mean even going to the park more or going swinging outside water days like you know it's summer so we gotta do our family vacation we gotta make sure that we take the girls somewhere to a beach somewhere just to relax yeah. So, yeah. So, no. so I mean, that balance is, is crucial. So, the bottom line is we working on it, too. And, yeah, we are. So, we're, we're in this together. If you're too heavy on the family side and you need to up your business game, find that balance. If you're too heavy on the marriage side, you're just um, so into your husband. You just love him so much. He's just everything to you. <laughs> then, you know, you need to find that balance. And so, um, we're all trying to find uh, the balance yeah so talking about balance now rolling into the business side so the first business topic is how do we not let issues in the marriage affect our business so i want to talk about this so i probably do a really good job of compartmentalizing so if i'm mad about something or she mad about something and we have work to do i don't care like the work is very important to me so i'm i'm like all right we're gonna put our feelings to the side to get this stuff done now after it gets done i'm right back to being mad or sad or whatever i was feeling but in that moment it's all about business yeah i don't know how great that is it's just like oh i'm gonna give you grace in this moment but as soon as we're done with this business you getting it (laughs) that's true now but here's the thing about it though you you do a great job of you're really resilient so you can go the waters are calm now let's move on and that's a better trait because coming back to the fire after the time is settled it doesn't make much sense right like there is some part of that that should just forgive and forget Mm -hmm. um that i'm learning so yeah um, one of the models that I that I've seen that was successful was um, at Austin's old school Candy Stripe Academy, and it was a family business. And if you were an outsider looking in, you wouldn't know who was related to who. But literally, the mother owned the school, and 
all six of her daughters or seven of her daughters worked in the school. And the way that um, they referred to each other, the way that their cho- their children went to the school, the way that the children referred to each other, it was Miss Anderson, you know, they referred to each other by their, their proper last name, not Amy, not sister, not cousin. It was very the business of formal. the business. It was. And I, I really like that. I thought like this, when, when they're at home or when they're at the family reunion or around the Sunday dinner table, I imagine it being very familial. But when they got in a business setting, they were business and the children understood that this was a business and they approached it in that way too, in their separation of roles. And one of the things that Kevin is a big stickler for is being on time for his meetings. And as his wife, I might show up a little late, but he reminds me like that's unacceptable. And if you're not going to be on time for my meeting, then don't come. And I have to figure that out. I can't have the excuse of, well, I had to drop off the baby and I had to get here. I had to get there because if I were working a regular job and there was a Monday meeting, that wouldn't fly every Monday. Right? Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've been that way for quite a while where... Um, my meetings are they're not sacred but i try to have a certain impression and and have a um an energy in the meeting so it's very important for the the meeting to be a a time that's uninterrupted um and i remember um this is just a a tiny example a friend of mine worked with me at a construction company a couple of years ago and i actually got him hired at the construction company and i remember he was just all cool and this is when he first started and he came to one of my meetings late and I pulled him out of the room. I said, look, you've been my friend my whole life. But if you come to my meeting late again, don't come because I'm going to embarrass you and you're going to you're going to feel like I don't know you. You're going to look at me like a stranger because I don't let people show up to my meetings, whether that's clients or whether that's, you know, coworkers or vendors or contractors show up to my meetings. I have solid rules. I'm on time. I expect you to be on time. And he came to my meeting late another time and the door was locked and he wasn't coming in. Uh, Because that time, for that very brief moment of time, it's important that it's strictly business for that moment of time and then you move on. We can be friends after. I think it's just, it's it's the business of business. And um, in the junior league of Houston, in your provisional year, timeliness is super important. And they do the exact same thing. I mean, it doesn't matter if it was a train or a car accident. If you are a certain amount of time late, the doors are closed and you've missed that opportunity. And I just think that that's a really good training ground and a really good practice. And sometimes it's disappointing. I mean, we've had ladies at the door crying because this was the last opportunity for Um, this meeting or to meet this credit but um, earlier in the year when you've been late for a meeting and you don't get in you do everything you can to make sure that uh, not a train plane or automobile will stop (laughs) you from getting it's better to be early than to be be late yeah so if you're if you're on time you're already late Um, and it's just a good skill to have Um, but just being doing the business of business when you're a family I just think is important because it's easy to be lax because it's like oh because we're you feel comfortable mm-hmm. it's like we're family so I don't have to be professional but we're setting just, the tone yep. for the company and you set the tone for your staff you set the tone for your team so if you're 
taking it easy and you cool and you're not on, at work on time or you're not wearing your uniform and you're not doing the things that that set the right tone for your business, you can't expect your staff, you can't expect your contractors, your team to uh, to do that. And, you know, one of my rules on the job site has been I'm going to do everything in my power to make everybody on my team and my my vendors and partners successful so that when I ask them to go the extra mile, I don't hear no. So that means I have to be a very boots on the ground leader. I have to be in the trenches. I can't tell somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do. So if that's running the tractor or hanging the drywall, I'm willing to do it. Now, the function of time might mean that I can't do it, but I'm always willing to do that for my team. And if somebody's sick or somebody's kid is in the hospital or whatever, I tell my team, family's more important than business. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be a father, a wife, a husband, you know, um, when you're not working here. Um, And that goes for us, too. We're husband and wife first. If this business shut down and we had to do something different, we still going to be married. You know, if one of our children got sick and God forbid we could no longer do business, we're still parents. And that's more important. So, you know, life is so short, you can't get you can't get caught up in the rigmarole of just trying to do business and not realize what you're doing business for. Yeah. So um, I think the second business topic is to how to schedule time so you can protect your marriage. I think we kind of talked about this. Um, about setting aside time. About setting aside time. But um, I don't know that you can stress enough just being intentional about about spending time with your partner because you can look up and it'll be three uh, months mm-hmm. and y'all have not had any alone time because you've been with the kids or because you're always with your children. Um, or you're always with you're you're always on a job site. Or you're yeah. always doing business. Yeah, you're be, always at an event. Be intentional. Be just be intentional about setting setting aside time for the the two of you. And maybe that's a staycation, you know. Um, we love staycations. We, we just went to New Orleans on a Well, I guess that wasn't a staycation. But it was a close vacation. We do, we do staycations every once in a while. Um, I but, love hotels, so I'm all about staycations. Yeah, so check out a new hotel in the area. And I think that would be, you know, a great I'm gonna giveaway. I'm going to have to buy a hotel just so I can enjoy Jesus my own hotel. Christ. We would probably go to other people's hotel. But I was thinking about this the other day, you know, um, maybe that would be a good giveaway for um, the audience of marriage and real estate, like a date night or a staycation somewhere at our, one of our favorite hotels who one day may become a partner. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> uh, so what do you think the challenge should be? Uh, let's think about it. Not on my feet. Not on my feet. Give us some time. Okay. We'll so, flesh that out. So next episode, we're going to have the challenge. What? Yeah. No. Next episode. That's like a week. Are you kidding? Yeah. Commitment. I got commitment issues. I don't. So you next don't. episode, we'll have a challenge for you guys. And based on that challenge, you will get a gift card for a staycation to one of our favorite hotels in the city of Houston. Woohoo! Rah, rah. Rah, rah. All right. So, um, so... To follow back up, how do you how do you protect your marriage? So I think it's it's a little bit more than just setting aside time. It's also making sure that you bus- do business in a way that doesn't harm your marriage, right? Like you know, if if you're um, 
staying out late, entertaining clients, or you're you're um, doing I don't know shady business that could you know put maybe your family, put your at, family risk. at risk, like mm. things like that. You you have to be very cognizant of not only protecting um, your marriage and your family, but also just your reputation. So it's all about. Um, making sure that you're operating above board in all facets, uh, including, you know, time management and, and respecting people in general, because how you do business could reflect on your family, especially when it's a family owned business. When you own the business and your name's on the moniker, if you do something bad to somebody, they're coming back at your family business. So it's important to protect um, your, your family and how you do business too. Mm-hmm. So what about how do we create space for criticism and correction in business as a spouse? Mm. Well, <laughs> I, 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 we, we, we've had this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it is, it is, uh, you know, looking for the right words. How delicate. How do you, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll say this. Okay, say something. I do a really bad job, <laughs> and you do a really good job, and I'll, I'll say why. So I can be very hard at times um, on, on everybody in general, but especially with you, um, I, I have to consistently remind myself of your love language, and I have to consistently remind myself of, of how you... My strengths how and weaknesses. You, exactly. How you respond right. to criticism and the delivery, right? So mm-hmm. my delivery can be very hard, which some people respond to positively, but some people respond to negatively, and you're one of the people that respond to it negatively. So I got to make sure that I'm delivering messages to you in a way that you'll actually get the most out of them because you'll set down mm-hmm. if I'm just, hey, you need to do this. Da, da, da. Yeah, that don't work for you. So mm-hmm. I got to be very delicate in how I deliver those messages because I go home with you at the end of the night mm-hmm. and if I want that physically and physically, <laughs> I got to make sure that my delivery is right. Well, so, I'm glad you know it, but we have to experience I got to get better. I'm, we, I'm always getting better. We though. And you are getting better. We had to experience that because, you know, I am, I am the spouse who needs to hear criticism with um, Kit a delicate, yeah, with a delicate touch, and he's the opposite. He wants to be told straight up and straight out, and I'm like, I want me, the raw and ugly. Give me the the sweet and pretty of, <laughs> yeah. of how well I'm not doing something. Dude. Oh, you know, baby, it's like uh, really Toastmasters would. giving the sandwich method. Yeah, give me the sandwich method. So you know? tell them what the sandwich method. Sandwich method. Is. So hold on, hold on, I want to preface what do you it. Want me she to is tell? a Toastmaster. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A competent communicator, as well as a second level. Uh, it's been so long since we've done that. Uh, uh, effective leader. Effective some leader. Kind of, there leader. we go. But yeah. Give him the sandwich method. The sandwich method is is exactly what it sounds like. Give some good, put the bad in there, and then you end it with with something good. So it's compliment, criticism, compliment. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely need the sandwich. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So if I'm slacking in the business, tell me something nice. Then tell me what I did wrong and then follow up with something nice. So when I walk away, I'm I'm not defeated. And I feel like I, that I can do it or should, you know what I mean? Like 
that I should do it. Yeah, and I think we've had to learn also how to change criticism into redirection. Um, and that's for me and you, right? You've done a good job of of redirecting me in a lot of areas of our, not only our business, but also our relationship, especially when it comes to emotional intelligence, which is, which is your strength, mm-hmm. right? So I can get so caught up in taking action that I'm I'm not cognizant of how I'm handling people. And she does a good job of reining me in how I handle people. So she's that, um, she's the emotional IQ of our business and the emotional uh, weather vane to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Yeah. And um, that works really well for us as a team because I can type a message and say, hey, what does this look like? And she can say, no, okay, you got to tweak this, tweak this and sound like this. And I can, you know, critique her the same way. It's like, hey, you have this message and it's really not defined. You need to do this, change this, change this so it actually can take action. So uh, we focus on our strengths and, and fill in for each other's weaknesses so that we can move the business forward. Um, so essentially it's criticism, but it's criticism in a way that uh, you lean on each other to, to help fill in the gaps. And you're not just saying, hey, you're wrong. I ain't got no idea how to help you. Or you're doing yeah. this wrong and you're doing that wrong and you're doing this wrong. Like, have some have some constructive criticism. If you're going to criticize, have something positive to kind of um, cushion those cushion blows love, yeah. Yeah, of criticism, which sometimes are necessary. Like, we need to hear. I need to hear if I'm, if I'm slacking or if I'm not doing something that I should be doing. I do need to hear that. But the way that I need to hear it, um, is something that you know we've had to practice yeah. um, to get right. So, I mean, I think in a nutshell, if we talk about mixing business with pleasure, if we could wrap it all up, it would be um, to have you know be intentional about making time for one another. Be intentional. Well, you're physically and physically. Be yeah, that be <laughs> be intentional about physically and physically, guys. Uh, gals mostly gals uh be intentional about um spending time with your family and and those familial activities making sure that there's a good balance in between those two make time outside of your business for your relationship and your your family and your children yeah um so let's get to the books all right so um one of the criticisms i have just for myself is i forgot to to introduce our podcast at the beginning so I'm going to hold myself to get better at making sure that I introduce us again so that new people coming to the podcast can get to know us. Um, so I'll, I'll get better for the next episode, guys. I missed that. So I missed that. So the marriage book recommendation is uh, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. And how many times have we seen memes over uh, the term of President Barack Obama of the power couple and Michelle and Barack being that couple. For me, that book was really good because it kind of showed two very powerful people coming together and maybe two even real people. Yeah, though. and maybe even Michelle being more powerful than Barack was in the beginning and how they managed that dynamic. How um, Michelle, as a very powerful woman, had to. Um, manage or adjust to her role as first lady and not being um, a partner at a law firm, which 
was very difficult for her, but also how to navigate their partnership. Um, we romanticize Barack and Michelle, but Michelle did a good job and I had the opportunity to attend her intimate conversation when she went on a book tour. She did a very good job at making their marriage real um, for the rest of us, that they do have challenges that they had to work through and they still have challenges that they have to And they, they still to go to therapy. And they still go to therapy. And I'm like, man, that is great because if Barack and Michelle have to go to therapy, then God by golly, Get this so, do the <laughs> so do the Sheltons, right? And so, so should you. I mean, clearly, we're huge proponents of it. Um, but Michelle Obama becoming, it was long, don't get me wrong, long book. If you buy the Definitely hard copy, um, you will be intimidated by how thick that book is. My recommendation is always audible and listening to it in your downtime, on your commute, in the morning when you're brushing your teeth with your AirPods, like all of the time, that the downtime that you have and, you know, you'll finish it when you're supposed to finish it. We are huge proponents of Audible. I know that's how I listen to the majority of my books throughout the year. It helps me digest. We actually listen to this book together. Um, and the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was it it put in a real context um that that climb man that that rise to the top mm-hmm. um and to see that relationship start from the bottom and, and truly end up at the presidency was you know really awe-inspiring and and i um i found myself in in a lot of those situations in those moments walking with them and, and identified myself with that and i know for you uh one of your your big things was how do you how do you put it together being with a high achiever in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so i know that you were able to find a lot of value in that absolutely so my business book for the week is a book we also listened to the, together called never split the difference by chris voss which is a book on negotiation so chris voss was a cia uh, hostage and crisis negotiator and it's just an absolutely amazing book about how to negotiate deals. I mean, everything from a mattress to a million-dollar deal to a life-saving event. And um, it was very real examples to put in context the power of negotiation, the power of body language, reading people. So if you want to learn more about negotiation, i definitely say check out Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Uh, we also check that one out on Audible. So Audible, if you're listening, we'll take a sponsorship. Yeah, we need to figure that out. Yeah, we should. We should. I'm going to send them a message. So we don't have an audience question for this week, but we do want to talk about our go live this upcoming Sunday, July 7th. So this upcoming Sunday, July 7th at 830, we'll be going live on Facebook and IG from our marriage and real estate page. uh, And we'll be talking about some very, very exciting things. One of one of the most exciting things about it is the Marriage and Real Estate Society. So this is going to be a monthly uh, meetup group with married couples who are all like-minded. We get so many comments and questions from other couples who want to learn how to not only improve their marriage, but also and improve their finances and their family wealth building strategies. So we're going to put all those folks together in a room and online um, starting August 1st, and we're going to create something truly unique and special for the meetup world, uh, as well as we're going to have a special uh, 
Managing Real Estate Society Diamond Mastermind Group. So this is for the high achievers of the world. This is for the people who uh, really want to get after it. And we'll talk more about that on Sunday. So if you're looking for a group of highly motivated couples focused on creating financial freedom through real estate while building your marriage, then the Marriage and Real Estate Society is where you want to be. Yes, 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 yes. So we are happy to have you guys. And again, we say thank you. Uh, And this is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. Episode 8. Bye.